This is like when someone has this brand new custom-made Indian motorcycle. By the way, we're waiting to get in touch with Congressman Eric Burleson. And then they say, jump on, take the controls. You don't want to do that. And, and so I don't like to jump on and be, you know, a part of a team that's already humming with all eight cylinders. Well, all now four cylinders humming like a beautiful top. And I don't want to I don't want to get in and put a, a, a wrench in the gears. You oh. know? So I'm very careful about that. I'm serious. You wouldn't have been picked if they thought you were going to be a wrench. Very careful. I know. But I'm very, very careful about that. And I want the audience to be pleased, too. I'm not always going to make everyone happy, but I'll be respectful of your positions, even if. You're wrong. Uh, but that, <laughs> but at any rate, hey, Brian Houseworth joins us. What's going on in the news here locally, Brian? I know you're covering some things today while yeah. we wait for Congressman Burleson. Yeah, I'm hoping that we can get the congressman on. First of all, Councilor Bukowski, good to see you and Randy and Hannah and John. John as well. Legislative session starts today in Jefferson City at high noon. And depending on which outlet you uh, you read There'll be a variety of issues. I do think for our audience, state employee pay is going to be big. But there is one bill, and I know this isn't a high-profile issue, but I do think it's important. And I I actually am going to ask the congressman about it because it would affect his district. Very little media coverage of this. There's a state legislator, and I'm hoping we can get him on tomorrow. His name is Don Mayhew. He's from Crocker. His bill would rename I-70 through Columbia, actually from St. Louis to Kansas City through Columbia. It would be renamed I-44, and he's down on I-44 in Pulaski County. That would be renamed I-70. What? I'm intrigued. Yes. It's Why? A, it's, well, find out tomorrow. There's no explanation <laughs> in the bill. It's literally... Where's a, a, he from? He's, he's probably from, from down there. He's from I-44. I-44? So he just wants all the truckers to go through his part of Missouri, or well, what? I, Where know, would I, it be renamed? Okay, very simple bill. It would rename <laughs> I-70 from St. Louis to Kansas City through Columbia. This We all call it I-70. Yeah. Because it, it is I-70. It, it is. Eisenhower was yeah. president when they built it, but yes, uh, it would be renamed I-44. I-44, under the representative uh, Don Don Mayhew's bill, would basically be from Joplin to St. Louis, so basically from from, Oklahoma border all the way to St. Louis and the Illinois border. That would be I-70 instead of I-44. Now, I and I don't know... Do you you hear something here? Do you hear this? this? That's Nat King Cole rolling over in his grave. (laughs) Bottom line, though, I do... 66 became 44. I understand. They're just identifying as 44 instead of 70. I do think it's it, it is interesting, uh, and certainly we'll try to get him on Holy tomorrow. Cow, probably, gotta, but Bill probably won't go anywhere. But worth talking about. Has he been hit? Is he going to rename State Highway 17 back over to <laughs> 133 or something? Has he been hit? everybody down around Crocker. <laughs> yeah, he's, I don't know. He's not been hitting the I'm kidding you. I'm and he's kidding pretty you. well, pretty well respected. What's he uh, thinking about? Uh, not anymore. Uh, okay, he's pretty maybe, well respected. And actually, he and David Tyson Smith are working on a catalytic converter bill too. All right. All right. Well, that's a good segue into our conversation with Congressman Eric Burleson. Congressman Burleson, welcome to the program. And what do you think about renaming 44, which runs through your district, I-70? I don't like it. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that uh, I I have no idea why in the world there's got to be some logical reason. But even if there were a logical reason, um, the cost of changing everything. Right. In and of itself, yeah. is, is not worth it. Yeah. Well, happy New Year to you, and uh, welcome to Wake Up Mid Missouri. Hey, I, I have to ask you the 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 Congress. Uh, I think reconvenes next week. Is that right? I know the Senate starts on Monday. Do you too? Yeah, we go on Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Okay. What uh, what can be done in this election cycle 
deeply divided, ideologically deeply divided country and Congress, even within the GOP caucus, a lot of deep divisions. Is it going to be stalemate? And as an aside, is there anything wrong with that? Uh, in, for <laughs> yeah. those of us that like limited government, but what can be done in terms of borders, law and order, fiscal responsibility, foreign policy? Yeah, I think I love the question, and and I really like what you alluded to because I'm I'm with you. I I think if Congress met and didn't do anything, the American people would be safer. So. That being said, I, I, my attitude is the less we do, probably the better off we all are. And uh, while I would love to see some some conservative things pass, um, the likelihood of, of convincing Democrats in the Senate and Joe Biden to pass the things that, that we would like to see done in Missouri are not going to happen unless we use leverage and we leverage the things that they want. So, for example... Well, you're hearing the talk about if if the Biden administration and Democrats want to fund Ukraine, we we're our attitude is we're not even going to talk about it unless we actually have measurable cuts on the border and actually and real significant cuts and policy changes on the border. And then, excuse me, then we can have a conversation about about if we're going to fund Ukraine. Yeah, so I was actually going to ask you about that. So we have Ukraine, we have Israel, and we have the border. And uh, some people are trying to make a deal for all three at once in a bill. Have you heard anything new about that? And do we necessarily have to have a vote on Israel and Ukraine at the same time? Because I feel like not everyone would vote the same if they were able to consider those two wars, funding those two wars separately. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to have the vote um, myself. I, I don't want to vote to fund Ukraine. I would. I would support funding Israel if it's paid for, um, because because the distinction is that Israel is an actual ally to the United States and has been since its inception. Um, it is basically a Western democracy that exists in the Middle East, um, and it's it's a it's a. I mean, what what benefits Israel benefits the United States and. I, I just think that uh, the world is, and we are, less safe uh, without a strong Israel. But will you so, have an opportunity to vote on that separately? It sounds like they're not going to allow a vote on the border or Israel without so, funding Ukraine. So what, yeah. So what you could do, if I, if if you're the speaker and you and you broker some deal, what you could do is is say we're going to he that he was going to bring all three bills up for a vote and that would be the agreement and that way you're letting people vote their conscience and see where the chips fall um but i th- i think that that would be that would be what i would prefer to see congressman jo- uh, eric burleson joins us here on wake up mid-missouri and uh and uh, it's so important, the issues we're talking about, this congressional session, this political season is so important. I know, John, you have a question for Eric. Yeah, Congressman, uh, elaborate for folks out there, especially moms and dads, about uh, school choice and funding with the 529 accounts and all that. You want to uh, make it a little better for those folks who pay to send their kids to school. Yeah, I think school choice is probably the defining issue of our time. Uh, I think that I, I was a product of public schools, but they, even whenever I was in public schools in the 80s and 90s, you, as, a, as a Christian, I felt uh, persecuted, um, even back then. And I can't imagine what, what students go through 
in today's time when you have woke, when you have some teachers that are woke and look, if, if you're a student and you've got, you might have nine out of your, out of your 10 teachers that are, that are great. But if you have to endure an hour of some person talking about pronouns and all that other stuff, you know, it's a wasted hour in my opinion. Right? That's what it's really, our public schools have gone awry. The only answer I think is to give parents back uh, some modicum of choice. At the end of the day, that choice was taken away from us by the coercive power of the state. When they forced me to pay my property taxes, my personal property taxes, and my sales taxes, and, and, and my income taxes, and they all go into this huge behemoth that funds education, and I don't get a say, you know, other than to try to get somebody elected on school board, you know how hard that is because mm-hmm. they put it specifically in a time of year that nobody goes to vote. Right. So it's all about taking away control from parents. And, and I think that it's time that we return control back to parents. So my bill is a, I think a, a, a modest proposal. It takes the 529. It expands, um, expands the amounts that people can invest in them. And then it also, um, it, it has a, so that's the carrot. The stick side is that, uh, states like Missouri that do not have school choice would not receive the benefits. Like a school who wants to issue a bond is not going to, should not receive the benefits of tax exempt status for the, the, the people that, that purchase those bonds. Um, if they're not going to give school choice to their parents and their kids. Congressman, we appreciate joining us. The bill you're referring to, as you've alluded to, is called the Achieving Choice in Education Act. And Senator Mike Lee of Utah has the Senate version. You have the House version. You mentioned that when you were in school on um, the 80s and 90s, in a, in a way, Congressman, you you said you felt persecuted at that time. Can you can you elaborate? Yeah, I can. Um, I'll never forget. I was. <laughs> this was actually my my awakening to politics. I was in seventh grade and we were doing a, an art assignment in art class where we had to use pointillism, which is where you, I guess you, you drop the pen. So you make, you create a painting with points. And I decided, Oh, I'll do, I'll do a recreation of Leonardo da Vinci's last supper. And my art teacher, after I nearly completed it, came up to me and said, you can't do that because it's a violation of church and state. Hmm. And she wouldn't let me pr- submit that hmm. for, for, to the class. Now she was absolutely wrong, yes, constitutionally uh-huh. and you know policy wise. But it didn't. But it just goes to show that even if even even if students right, there's still this posture against uh, Christianity. And the other thing that happened and the is shaming that of I, that, the bullying kind of. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. not right either. Yeah. The other thing that happened is that myself and some other students tried to create a Bible study, and we found that it was nearly impossible to to create a, a, you know, a prayer group Bible study and get permission from the principal at the time and, um, and, and get any teachers that would basically sponsor it. So I just, from my experience, that along with kind of the uh, philosophy that you would often get pushed down your, down your throat within the classroom setting, it, 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 it made me, um, it made it honestly for me, it, I had a different effect. I didn't believe what I was being told by the teachers. I, I had a push. I pushed back because of, because of my faith. But, but not everyone's going to be like kid, that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that every kid re- responds that way, the way that I did.
Congressman Burleson, before we let you go, I have a question about this cycle and the ability to get conservatism back on track in this country. And that means a conservative in the White House, uh, clear, decisive majorities in both houses of Congress, both chambers. Um, and this abortion issue is really, really going to be, I think, a pivot point because it's not going to be the core left or the core right that elects the next president, for that matter, in many jurisdictions, uh, you know, congressional districts and, and, and states. Um, it'll be the center. It'll be the independents. And we saw what happened in Kansas. We saw what happened in Ohio. What do you think is sort of the threading the needle place for conservatives slash the RNC slash candidates <laughs> running for office? Where should they land on the abortion issue? And I guess the question is, is is in this aspect, when we saw what happened in the midterms, which were disappointing, the 23 election, which was disappointing, um, is it could it be that the enemy of better is best when it comes to this issue? What, what are your thoughts on that politically? Yeah, I, I think that we probably need to take a collective pause and let let people experience what it's like after Dobbs. And I think what people will realize is that the, that your life is not upended. No one's life is really complete is radically changed because the Dobbs decision. Um, if you, for for the most part, states like Missouri, we had restrictive laws in place that made it very difficult for an abortion clinic to exist in Missouri prior to Dobbs, and now it's still the same. And so I think that we need to take a collective breath, have a, have a moment of reflection and talk about it in an educated and serious manner, as opposed to the yeah. emotional hyperbole that tends to follow the topic. Yeah. That and I think immigration are going to be the real touch points and the and where the teeter totters, you know, and that's going to see we'll have to see where it lands. Thanks for being with us. Hope you'll join us from time to time here on Wake Up Missouri as this uh, very, very important election year and, of course, legislative year unfolds. Thanks very, very much. Anytime. Eric Anything, anytime Jennifer asks. Oh, there you go. OK, <laughs> thanks care. a lot. OK, take care. When we come back, let's see how the market.